Welcome to SciFarts.2 LE Nation podcast. Join us today for a discussion with Rob Siba and Maria Papasavastos about the new law in Jersey City, New Jersey that will require disclosure of salary and benefits information in job postings. Rob and Maria will parse through the text of the law to discuss which employers might be covered, what information must be disclosed, and under what circumstances. We hope you enjoy. We're here today to talk about a new law passed in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is aimed at creating pay transparency and closing the wage gap for female and minority employees in Jersey City. I'm here today with Maria Papasavastos, Senior Associate at SciFarth, whose practice focuses on pay equity issues with a specific focus on pay transparency and wage range disclosure laws, as well as defending such claims in litigation. My name is Rob Sib, a partner at SciFarth, and I focus on advising employers on compliance with various federal, state, and local requirements in hiring, employee relations, and terminations of employment. I also defend employers in lawsuits that challenge these and various other employment practices. Hey, Maria, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Rob. Perfect. So let's talk about Ordinance Number 22-26, which was passed by the City Council of Jersey City on March 23, 2022, and was signed by the Mayor of Jersey City on March 24, 2022. The law, as we calculated, will go into effect April 13, 2022. So let's review the law and see to whom it applies and what this new law requires. As I read it, the statutory text says that an employer with their principal place of business within the city of Jersey City and which uses any print or digital media circulating within the city, providing notice of employment opportunities, shall be required to post a minimum and maximum salary and or hourly wage and benefits to said posting or advertisement in the city. So, Maria, who would you say is considered an quote-unquote employer with their principal place of business within the city of Jersey City? So, there's no definition of the term principal place of business in the ordinance, but generally, if the company is based in Jersey City or maybe it has its headquarters in the city and its top managers are located there, it may be that such a company would be covered. The focus of the ordinance is really on those employers who are advertising for jobs within Jersey City. So the guidance we've been given by the city as of now is that it's really a local focus. We presume that it would not apply to remote workers who are working in Jersey City or transient workers who are coming into Jersey City for a part of their job where the employer is actually located outside of the city. The ordinance also says that it doesn't apply to employers that have four or less employees. So those types of employers would also not be subject to the law. I mean, figuring that the principal place of business is a term that we've we've kind of been accustomed to since I think the first year of law school, civil procedure and international shoe. And I think there was some eerie doctrine or something that was involved somewhere along those lines. I want to say that by using the very specific technical language of principal place of business within the city of Jersey City, one would like to think that the city council intended for that very specific definition to apply. So it's unclear, at least from my vantage point, whether or not we would really have to start looking at headquarters and things like that, because any corporate entity would have a state of incorporation and principal place of business that's already destined, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that's right. I think a company certainly has its place of incorporation and principal place of business already destined, as you said. And I think those are clear examples of when an employer would definitely be covered. 
But of course, this law is still very new, and what we've heard from the city so far is that other businesses that have key contacts within Jersey City may be more of a gray area and could potentially be subject to the law as well. So in the absence of anything concrete from the city on this, there is the potential that the city could look a bit broader. One of the things that comes to my mind, too, is just kind of thinking about Jersey City and, you know, especially with the recent media attention they've gotten with uh, St. Peter's and the Peacocks and Marsh Madness and basketball, way more fun topics than uh, International Shoe and, and the Erie Doctrine. But just kind of thinking out loud, I think that there's a lot of need for clarity for someone like perhaps a national retail chain that might have an outpost in Jersey City at like the Newport Mall or something or one of the finance companies that's that's in downtown Jersey City that has offices and maybe significant amounts of staff there, but technically that would not be their principal place of business. So, I mean, just kind of from looking at the text, is there anything else that you think we could parse out from this to get some clarity? Not really. I mean, the law is super simple in how it's written. I mean, maybe Jersey City will come out with some guidance for us, but beyond that, we're not left with much. Well, fingers crossed for some guidance. <laughs> So next, the law speaks to notice of employment opportunities. So correct me if I'm wrong, but presumably that would mean external and internal postings. And I think there's some other references later in this law that talk about promotions and transfer opportunities. Would you agree with that, that any time a position is posted, there should be a disclosure? Yeah, I think the reference to advertised jobs or promotions or transfer opportunities signifies that it would apply for both external and internal postings. But an employer would not be required to make such a posting under this text, right? No, I think that's fair. And that's consistent with other laws and other jurisdictions as well. Another part of the law that I've been kind of looking at and asking some questions is the reference to print or digital media that is, quote unquote, circulating within the city. So I would assume that a flyer up on a bulletin board and maybe a hard copy newspaper would be covered and perhaps online. But is there anything else that you can think of would be a print or digital media that's circulating around? So I think that the law would apply pretty broadly to include maybe other advertisements that may be online. I mean, it could include pretty much anything where a posting would go out there where you're advertising for a job. And I think that's what it was intended by the ordinance's language to include any other types of postings that would be circulated within the city. So, Maria, the law also states that in stating a minimum and maximum salary and or hourly wage for a position, the range may extend from the lowest to the highest salary the employer in good faith believes at the time of the posting it would pay for the advertised job, promotion or transfer opportunity. There's that language we were talking about, but there's a reference to a good faith requirement. What is what does that refer to? So the ordinance doesn't give more detail about what it means by a good faith requirement, but we can kind of look to other jurisdictions on this requirement of good faith to interpret it and how Jersey City might interpret it as well. So New York City defines good faith as meaning the salary range that the employer honestly believes at the time they are listing the job advertisement that they're willing to pay the successful applicant. So I think we can look to that to say that the good faith requirement really is what the employer believes they're going to be paying at the time they post the position. If that's true, that an employer who, let's say, advertises a job for, let's say, hypothetically, $100,000 to $125,000 a year, finds a stellar candidate who demands $175,000 a year and the employer wants to hire them, that employer would probably be okay under this law, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
as long as they had a good faith basis to have that lower range at the time they posted it, if someone comes along who has much different credentials than they previously anticipated, but is a seller candidate and they want to bring in that person and need to pay a little more to get them in, I would say that that would be consistent still with the law. The law also refers to salary and or hourly wage, but it also references benefits. Is this now supposed to be read to require an employer to spell out, you know, health and vision, dental, plus short-term, long-term disability, plus a whole list of other benefits? Or what about in terms of commission-based compensation, bonuses, things like that, severance payments that an employee may be eligible for? How much detail is an employer required to provide under this law? I think this is, again, an area that we can look to other jurisdictions for a bit of guidance. In Colorado, for example, the requirements are pretty general in terms of what you have to do to describe a benefit with saying maybe just health insurance in this case and not having to get into more specifics about what the benefit would require. I think that's consistent with the language here for Jersey City and would expect a similar interpretation for having kind of a general description of the type of benefit. In terms of all the benefits that you have to be listing out, like whether it has to include retirement benefits or paid time off or any other tax reportable benefits, I would probably include those as well generally, kind of in general terms of what they are that you're offering but probably not like minor perks that you might be giving your employees, like an on-site gym or something like that. Yeah, and in terms of the range and kind of what's included in the range, I think it's fair to say that this is only a salary or rate that is going to be included in this law and not things like discretionary bonuses or commissions or anything like that. I think that makes sense. That's that's supported by the text. I tend to agree with you that gaining insights on how other jurisdictions have interpreted this would be helpful. But my only tiny little worry is, you know, Jersey pride. We're not going to abide by Colorado law. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So the law also goes on. And this was this was actually kind of interesting because looking at this as a paid transparency law, I wasn't expecting to see this. But there's a clause in here that says it shall be unlawful for a New Jersey employer to screen a job applicant based on the applicant's salary history or to require that the applicant's salary history satisfy any minimum or maximum criteria. Now, I thought there was a state law that addresses this, so it caught my eye because it's not necessarily clear to me as to what this is doing here. What was the the purpose of this? What do you think? What's your take on this? Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, the state law is specifically referenced in the ordinance, so it seems to incorporate the requirements of that state law. However, and I think it's unclear, but perhaps it's to specify that there's a law out there that wouldn't allow a company to look at a applicant's salary history when having these conversations about minimum and maximum salary and kind of overall pay transparency conversations. There's also a bit of a loophole in the state law with allowing an employer to seek out an applicant's publicly available salary information. So maybe this is aimed at kind of excluding that type of exception to the state law. Or maybe Jersey City is just incorporating this so that they can carry out and enforce these requirements under its own kind of system. So it's not really clear, but those are kind of some thoughts on why this may be included in this ordinance. I think that sounds about right. And I I look forward to maybe uh, Jersey City weighing in on some some further clarification. So just to kind of wrap up, any, any recommendations off the bat that come to mind? 
So I think employers who have significant operations in Jersey City should be taking a look and maybe considering whether their principal place of business can be considered to be in Jersey City. I mean, we had a discussion about this, but I think it's worth a close look at whether a company could be considered to be having its principal place of business there. I think also employers should be taking a hard look at their pay scales and practices and maybe developing pay scales for employees. This is, I mean, as we talked about throughout, there is a bunch of these pay transparency laws that are popping up and this ordinance just further shows that trend. So I think employers need to really consider this and be on top of their pay practices and salary scales and make sure they have a good system in place for addressing pay issues and pay transparency generally. So those would be kind of my recommendations for employers going forward. I'll say my only recommendation is uh, give Maria a call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much uh, for joining us today. We really uh, appreciate the time to listen to our podcast. Thanks so much. And we look forward to the next one. Thanks, Rob. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of SciFar's Point 2 LNE Nation podcast. 